0: Be simply me, no matter what, nothing else matters. The podcast for personal inspiration, being you again and we much more. Simply you, no matter what, nothing else matters. Super Julie Brown, also known as S.G., she, her, hers is the founder and CEO of Super Purposes. She intends to spend the rest of her life helping others grow by attending their career and salary of their dreams through the wisdom and creative company. Through her struggles and obstacles to having a learning disability of auditory processing disorder and dyslexia, she maintained the mindset of never giving up by creating optional organizational skills and priding herself on a self-depressing sense of humor. SG and her company have worked with over 16,000 people to get the job they deserve, including veterans, stay-at-home parents, immigrants, folks from the LGBTQ plus community, formerly incarcerated learning disabilities, and folks with addictions and alcoholism hello again to my podcast be simply you no matter what and nothing else matters today i have a very special guest from america i'm always excited when i have someone from america and your name is so beautiful it's super julie brown hello from austria
1: (laughs) hi welcome thank you bernadette I never had a person
0: in, in, in my podcast who calls themselves Super Julie Brown. And I'm like, I like it. It's like Superwoman or like, I, it's just beautiful. How oh,
1: did you come you. to your name? Well, many years ago in one of my very first businesses as an entrepreneur, my teammates started calling me Super Julie. And I really, I really laughed and I said, oh, you're, you're very sweet. And they would say, no, really? You are super Julie. And um, I, you know, I kind of, you know, it, it made me chuckle. And then one day my co-founder um, with, with one of my first businesses said to me, you should change your name. And I said, really? And she said, yes, because people call you super Julie. Everyone's face lights up when they say it. Everybody laughs and everyone believes that there's something very special about you. And I was just so, uh, so charmed and taken by what she said. It kind of made me a little teary eyed when she said that it just was came from a place where I thought, this can't be. And so today, all of my friends call me SJ. But when I go on stage, I'm super Julie. And when I do a speaking engagement, I'm super Julie. And when things are really hard, I pull out super Julie. Mm -hmm. And so that is, yeah, that's my name. For all the
0: listeners out there, today she dis- She hasn't had her- a red uh, cape on, like the superwoman <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have it somewhere in your cup, somewhere in your room. Or it's somewhere at the cleaners. That... Yeah, that's ah, okay. At it's the at cleaner. the cleaners. I like it. I like it um, because it's you. you made yourself um, actually a, a super G, so a own model for yourself. And giving hope and probably also safety and other things uh, for other people for it and this is something very special.
1: Bernadette you are bringing up something that I think is important for people to do and that is sometimes compartmentalize who we are. There are times when I am very vulnerable and I cry and I um, am sad or depressed And there are other moments where I pull myself out of that and I say, oh, no, no, no. Today you're going to be this Um, because I'm the only person who's in control of me. Yes. Nobody else is in control of me or my attitude. And so I think for every person, we should have that alter ego, that alternative where we can say that is my greatest self. And right now during the emergency, I've got to be the soldier or during the, uh, oh my gosh, you know, somebody's sick in the family. I've got to be the one who is the masterful communicator and rally everybody together and make it happen. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I use for myself. And I invite everyone to become a super Bernadette or whoever they are or whatever they want to uh, have as that other uh, piece that they can rise to i'm a
0: kind of a cat woman thing i don't have, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't have I don't have a cape <laughs> but i have my dress on at least my my sneakers because i'm i do so much walking and all the things that
1: i need my sneakers i love that's cat so cool woman. that's so that's yeah, cool. really cool yeah. it's really cool i see you as a cat woman actually you're very cat-like yes i love
0: cats I I grew up with cats and I'm, I'm talking with my, my cats and all the things, but yeah, everybody has his own crazy side. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's good. It it is. It is. And, and who actually says that we are, that what is normal anyway? And, and who says who we should be except all the other ones. Everybody want to tell us since childhood, who should we be? And then we we ask ourselves why so many people are depressed out there or or drink alcohol or have burnouts and everything else. Why can't we just be simply
1: ourselves? We can and we should and some of us do. Mm. And I think for the people who get into action, um, who actually live the life that they have chosen for themselves and not been dictated to. I think for those of us, I feel you're a kindred spirit to me because I live a very, very non traditional lifestyle. Tell about. Life, well, I am a digital nomad. Mm-hmm. So everything that I have fits in one suitcase. I only have one pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only have one pair of glasses and I, everything around me is owned by someone else. Mm -hmm. I am very fortunate. I have some friends that own several homes and wherever they aren't living, I go and take care of their home. I don't own a car. Uh, I, I have my own laptop and I have my own phone, but I don't have any of the material trappings that most people have. And in my past life, I had lots of things. I I had lots of material things, homes, uh, you know, all of the things that people I think strive for. But what I found is that The security that I've always wanted was never in the things that I owned. Mm. The security actually is within my own heart. So. And I think when you are unique and different and you actually act upon it and you're not told by other people what to do or how to be or, oh, you should have X amount of money in the bank or you should have all these things and you kind of go, "Mm, that's not really for me. And you live that lifestyle that makes you uh, potentially you can lead lots of people to understand this unique uh, Peace and, and, and lifestyle. And I know you have chosen a different lifestyle too. Mm. Can you share a little bit with me? Um, I uh, How should I say? I also uh,
0: minimized everything because there's one day um, I only wanted to know how much I actually need in my life. Like need, need. Yeah. And I'm like, there's not a lot. I mean, I have a little bit more classes only because I just sit way too much in front of the PC, so I need a different classes than for driving, but um, I, um, I didn't miss anything. I've, everything what is impo- was, was important for me was fitting in one car. And as I, I, I love traveling, I, I think since COVID-19, I was never so much at home than I was at, at the moment because I'm taking care of my parents and everything else.
1: Right. Um,
0: and I don't, I don't miss anything. And, and the world is so beautiful out there. And uh, also having so many good encounters and so many beautiful uh, conversations, finding out that, that war is just not non communication. Um, and if you talk each other, you see that we have more similar uh, and it doesn't matter in which country you are, then we have differences. And this is so interesting. And for me, it's like um, actually surviving because I nearly died four times. But uh, uh, surviving was, was uh, the last year's uh, one of the main thing. But having uh, my family around and my friends and everything else and uh, getting more and more into what I truly want to do and supporting others finding their, their their dreams and everything like i am actually doing it's just beautiful and who says um what is right i grew up uh, and it's the same with america you also have you have to be like this one and this one and you have to have family and certain age and if you don't have in a certain age of family you're weird and if you have be a woman who doesn't fit in any kind of something i still have no idea who is actually telling me what is right and what is not right and as more as i found out that that i um i'm so normal normal you know because the uh, the last at the moment i'm I'm teaching um also diversity Mm. uh, diversity management and and gender and all the things and we in austria are very conservative
1: i think america it always depends where you are um isn't it yeah. I mean, if you're on the coast, if you're in a big city, then uh, cities are, are very uh, liberal or progressive. Maybe progressive is the best word, which is strange to me um, that pro- progressive is something that I think we just should naturally do. We should naturally think that everyone is equal to one another. Uh, I think we should naturally believe that diversity is a good thing. You know, whenever we see, I'm, uh, we talked about cats. I love cats and I love dogs. I love both. When I think of a dog that is a very specific breed of dog, um, I often see a lot of problems in that dog. I will see maybe they have breathing issues or, Uh, you know, maybe their hips or their joints, you know, with their specific breed. But when we get these kind of, uh, you know, not full bred dogs, but they are, you know, kind of a little bit of everything, they have diversity in them, they come from a diverse background, they seem to be without so many problems. And so, I think it's a, a, an interesting and simple thought that uh, diversity is good. Inclusion of different people from all walks of life and all different ideas and all different uh, backgrounds is a good thing. So I love that you're doing diversity and especially with gender. Yes, I think and that it, that's amazing.
0: Not only that, I truly... I truly that believe that we are humans first and everything yes. else comes afterwards. And if, it cannot, if I can't see in front of me a human being and actually the same with animals, but something I have no idea of, then it's something, in my opinion, I don't know where you get your beliefs, but I, first I see a human being in front of me. Yes. And it doesn't matter who they like, who they love who they, which gender they have, which gender they choose
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, what diversity is for them, but being inclusive and just learning from each other. How can we support each other and what it actually means to blossom up? And it doesn't matter what I believe in, this should be a good thing and a good direction. And what I see with you, you, you had, a very, very interesting. You said before a past life, (laughs) Um, a life before super Julie. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about the past life before super Julie came out? Sure. Yes.
1: So, um, I, as a child, I always struggled in school. I was never a good student. Um, I have a learning disability. Which is dyslexia and an auditory processing disorder, which is why it's so nice for me to. I, I know that we're we're only on audio, but it's so nice for me to see you
0: mm.
1: because this comfy. is a, this is part of how I connect. And as a child, I was pretty much told, "You're not that smart. Um, you're going to have to work really hard." And I know that sounds sad to some people but actually it helped me create something where I am an incredibly hard worker. I'm never afraid of hard work, no matter what it is. I'm always like, okay, let's do this. And it has really helped me in my life. It's helped uh, create what I have today. When I got out of high school and I went to college for a couple of years, I didn't really do very well. Um, I got right into a service industry. So I was waiting tables. I was working in restaurants and hotels. Um, I got a job in a retail store and I would do their windows with mannequins. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of got me into the creative arts. Um, So I was able to do displays and visual merchandising for, for department stores. And that took me to corporations. And I started working for very big corporations in America. I've worked for some of the biggest world brands. I've worked for Nike, MTV, um, Carter's Children's Wear is, is the largest children's apparel company in the world. And so my life and my work, my work was really everything. But my challenge, uh, all through that time period of thinking that more things were going to make me more happy was really buried in a lot of sadness. And, um, I, I, uh, was, uh, drinking alcohol for 37 years, Mm. a real long time functioning, high functioning alcoholic you know, going to work, getting the work done, and then at night drinking a lot. And so uh, I don't, I don't exactly remember the day that I woke up because I, I had tried to give up alcohol. I would go very long periods of time, not drinking. And then I would start drinking again. And one day I decided a friend of mine actually said to me, um you know you can be the sober friend to all the other people who drink around you mm-hmm. and i thought oh i'll do this for my friends mm-hmm. but i was really doing it for myself mm-hmm. and i started going to aa and once when i had a sober mind and it took me about it took me about 3 or 4 years before i got really sober really understanding behavior, really making amends to people. I'm still making amends uh, today. I'm still, I'm still saying I was wrong and I'm sorry. And, and uh, you know, asking for forgiveness, but uh, my life has changed completely. It's just been like two completely different lives. It's been uh it's been excellent. Yes. Excellent is good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> excellent is good.
0: <laughs> yeah. For our listeners out there, what are you doing for a living when you had such a huge change?
1: What are well, you doing today? Yeah, so so now I own a company mm-hmm. called Super Purposes. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we help people get the career and the salary they deserve. And most people always look for what job opening is out there and I'm going to apply for the job. And we have people go back to their childhood. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We have people go back to their dreams and we say things like, When you were little, what did you love to do? And sometimes just asking that question, Bernadette, I know you understand this. Sometimes when we ask that question, people's eyes light up or they start to cry. Yes. Because they will say things like, I have forgotten what I love to do. I've been raising children or I've been working in a job that I fell into in my early 20s or um, I, you know, went back to school and I've been going back to school every year because I can't figure out what my passion is. And so we kind of take them out of that and we get them moving in the right direction because of my dyslexia and auditory processing disorder. Uh, I learned at a very young age how to build recipes because a recipe I could follow every day. I would do step number one, do this step number two, do that. And because of the recipe, I have the recipe and our team has the recipe of going from, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start to getting that job and that career and that life. That they've been dreaming about.
0: So your so called disabilities
1: actually a gift and a superpower. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. What started off is my biggest liability, mm-hmm. is now my super asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful yeah. said. Yep, and you are you are spectacular to really understand that. I'm working
0: for many years with Asperger's and this is what I um, also get out from the people because in my deepest belief is that none of us has a disability. We only speak in different languages. We only access different subconscious for, for some people, this is in a subconscious mind for the other, this is in conscious mind. And that's why we again have the communication problems. And if we truly listen, the other person, what they are actually saying, And especially with Asperger's, you have to just communicate with them differently. That's it. That's it. And and some people fit on some places and the other people fit on other places. And the true gift, and that's what you're actually doing, is bringing the right people to the right place. And then everybody's happy and everybody can blossom up totally. And for some, if you give a person to a place where they actually don't belong to, but they come there because of, I, we call it in Austria, the vitamin B. So that is like uh, connections. And this is not a good idea. And that's why the economic is globally the way it is. But that, this is one, this is my view. But um, I've, for many, many years is uh, finding the right people, giving them on the right place. And I had people only one, one coaching and they're just poof, they were away and they found, they found the way. And I'm like, write me a card, please. I never I never got the card, but yeah. But as you as you said, you all for all over 16,000 people, you supported already. And it's so interesting because you have you also had veterans in there, stay-at-home parents, immigrants, Mm -hmm. and also from the LGBTQ, EA plus community, and also with learning disabilities, I like that a lot. And also with addiction, alcoholism, and we work, yeah. And only a person who was there before knows what actually is regarding alcoholism. And that's why you probably can support them the best.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I I think having gone through getting sober, uh, my first year in sobriety. Ooh, I want to tell you this. My first year in sobriety. So when we go into AA meetings, uh, you know, lots of people sitting in a circle and I was always the woman at the very, very, very back of the room with a box of tissue, just crying into my tissue and people would be talking and laughing and telling stories. And some people would cry and get emotional, but I was back there for a whole year before I could even speak just crying and crying. And it gave me the empathy that I had been missing most of my life. Mm. I was now starting to feel, I was being overwhelmed with emotion. And because I experienced that, I can empathize with almost anybody in any situation. I work right now with a lot of people coming out of prison Mm -hmm. and I'm working with a gentleman right now who, um, went to prison because he sexually molested his stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine there's part of me, because I was also as a child, um, from the age six until I was 13, I was also uh, uh, sexually abused by a family member. So I have a lot of feelings around this, but I came to a place where I said to myself, you're not the judge or jury of this individual. They did something that was wrong. They went to prison, they got sober, they changed their lives. They are 28 years now, later, 28 years now, they are stuck trying to figure out what they're supposed to do next. This is you full circle now coming back around and maybe not only having heart and empathy for their situation, but now you're also forgiving yourself. And it has been such a healing experience for me to coach and help this individual get the career and salary that he deserves. It's just been amazing. So I think sometimes our greatest work, we don't know what it's going to be when we go to do it but then it reveals itself and we know that we're in the right place when it happens. Mm. Have you found that to be true for yourself?
0: Um, Yes. And also that you get the the right clients too, that that you always get those clients who also give you something back with um, that. You can see your blind spots. And I see in front of me truly super truly because um, <laughs> that you that you uh, actually go through a topic what is actually triggering you and still saying yes to this person even knowing what, what he did for what reason whatsoever and still going on and giving him a good life is is something a great step and not a lot of people out there who uh, who truly can do that. Um, I salute you. It's really, it's thank really. Thank you. Wow,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I think it is about the reconciliation. Um, and you know, when we don't forgive a situation, when we don't uh, say, when we just carry on those feelings of of sadness or anger. You know, the only person that we're hurting is ourselves, mm. and so for me, this is kind of like reconciling the whole, the whole part of my life, um, and to kind of say, oh, you know, lots of things happen to us, and we're, you know, part of the problem, and things that happened to us before, and family. We were talking about, you know, the generational continuation, the circle of uh of our ancestors and I, I can't control all of that stuff but i can recognize it and i can say okay that's the past and i have to uh, uh go there and here i am now and here's my uh here's my action and here's my heart for now so that i can have an even better future
0: that is also you- giving it
1: to other people isn't it it's like Yes. A and, yes mm-hmm. and, but Bernadette, you were doing fantastic work, really bringing up the, the inner child and in, in the past, because so many people just do not want to go there or, or not aware of it. They're not even aware. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it, it's interesting because before we begin to record only for the listeners, we were talking about the. Pre, because now I know the word the pregenetic traumata and this is something what I see more and more in the people when I work with them and and when you truly look look at it where all the things come from what is actually subconscious hidden our blind spots then yes. you truly make changes and um, as you are I, I, I believe that everybody deserves a wonderful life and um, I'm working uh, for a couple of years already uh, with with um, grown-up person who was ritual abused and this is something uh, so uh, deep and and hidden and blind spots and subconscious and uh, truly a challenge for me but mm-hmm. this is something what i always say we we grow with every single client we grow with every single person we meet this is this is something what i believe in and it always has a reason why you meet people um and as more as we exchange as more as we maybe can support or or inspire others. And this is also about this podcast. So I'm asking you, what is Be Simply Me for you?
1: What is what for me? Be Simply Me for you. Be Simply Me is just, it is not, what is it? Be Simply Me is just really, Being my heart. It is not uh, trying to be or pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm not very sophisticated. I am very simple in a lot of ways. Um, But then I do have moments of where I am a little posh. And that's okay, too. Yes. And I think, you know, what I love about your podcast is that people are connecting with their, their inner uh, happiness and sadness and uh, fears and empathy and all of those things. And you're giving people a platform to be really real, Mm and i feel like be simply me is the real me good bad ugliness too everything everything, everything. And, and, and it's okay and if somebody yes. doesn't like it that's okay. okay that's okay too i don't i don't I, I i am no longer the person who wants to be liked by everyone mm. i would rather be loved by very few people um but you know I think we attract people by who we really are. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have such an amazing following cuz people really really get that. They want to be part of that unique uh authentic that authentic you. Yeah. Don't you have the feeling that with COVID-19 a lot of
0: people desire that that they actually want to just beat themselves.
1: Yes. Well, COVID-19 kind of sped us up. I think we were going to get there, but in the last 18 months, it's kind of you know been like the slingshot around mm-hmm. the moon. It's been we we've gotten to our darkness very fast. We've gotten mm-hmm. to our pain really fast. Um, the isolation and the loneliness, like for me, for example. I live by myself. I don't have a husband or wife or partner. I don't have children. The people that I have in my life are the people that I see on my screen. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments where we are with ourselves, we really get to kind of look at what am I doing in my life? Why am I working so hard? To what end is this? Why am I working in a job I don't love? Why, why am I with this other person that makes me mad every day? You know, we start looking at this in a way, and this has been the silver lining of COVID-19 for sure.
0: Absolutely.
1: Finally look on places where we, where we actually
0: know that it's time to look at it.
1: Yes. Yeah because I think it's very easy to get into a mode of just doing whatever and walking through your life and not getting shook up Mm -hmm. and not being awoken. And this has been an awakening for people. That's why all this mental illness that we Mm -hmm. read, everyone's saying, oh, you know, mental illness, it's always been there. Yes. It's just now coming to the surface.
0: The same with dying, by the way. Oh, I was like, everybody's shocked. I don't know, I was in America, but in Austria, it's like, ah, we can die. And I'm like, yeah, as usual. But every night, person you meet is going yeah, to die. Someday, some past, or some, some a little bit slower. And this was so interesting. Um, it seems like that a lot of people had aha uh-huh moments only because um, dying or health came in a different frame than they are used to. And this is this really interesting to see Um, globally, and of course, more in Austria, because I'm, I'm, I don't want to say stuck, but yeah, I'm in Austria. Um, And it's so interesting, uh, because what what COVID-19 made with the people, the behavior changed, the emotion changed, towards other people changed. They see each other like, this person can kill me. And this is really, really interesting. And um, I know in Austria, we have a, a different sense of humor, not like the UK. I love the black humor of the UK, but Austria is a different one. And this is uh, quite interesting to see how communication uh, and the behavior towards others changed. Mm-hmm.
1: How was it in America? It's a very bizarre. It depends upon what it, it, it's bizarre in the fact that it is so political in America. Mm-hmm. So- Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I can walk into a store with my mask on, I don't go, I don't go anywhere without my mask. And, uh, but there are many places that people, they don't wear a mask. They get right in your, you know, they walk right by you. They get right in your face. They have no, uh, consideration or thought that they should, you know, they don't know if I'm immune compromised they don't know if i'm fighting cancer they don't know but yet there's this very uh polarizing on this topic and it really should not be political it should be survival like do you want to survive and then i think all the people who have not gotten the vaccination so mo uh, I think 60% of Americans have been vaccinated 60%. And for the other 40, most of those people, uh, are, uh, in the hospitals, all the people that are going to the hospitals right now are, have not gotten the vaccination. So it's been okay. So you didn't get the vaccination. You didn't believe the vaccination would be good but yet you get sick and now you're in the hospital. So now you're trusting the people that you didn't trust before. It's really, uh, it's really undescribable, um, but you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm always hopeful. Uh, I just have to concentrate on me and not others. Cause I can get like really very sassy And I want to uh, put all over my social media. I want to tell people what to do. This is my character flaw. I want to boss everybody around. And um, I just have to, you know, kind of go back and say, okay, remember, you're just going to control you. You can't control the others. So I'm just doing the best I can for me. Yeah. And that's how it is here. That's That's my take anyway. That's super chewy.
0: <laughs> One last question. What okay. is your most favorite place
1: to stay as digital nomad? Oh. Where is my favorite? Well, I'm normally in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh right now I'm in Palm Desert, California, right, right, right now as we're doing this. But I love Seattle, Washington. I love the people. I love the uh, nature, I love the city, I love the activities, it's, it, uh, there's so much you know, uh, life in that town and there's so much diversity mm-hmm. um, that I, I have to say that that's pretty much my favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky that I get to live there for about nine months out of the year.
0: That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, it is. So- you found your place to stay, your faith. I found my place. That's good. That's more yeah. than important. Thank you. Super Julie, it was my deepest pleasure talking to you. I'm pretty sure it was enlightened for all the listeners out there. I will give all your information uh, to the podcast anyway. So if someone want to contact Super Julie for super purposes, yes! then you have the chance to do it. And I'm pretty sure you're totally excited meeting new people around the globe.
1: I love it. Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. You simply are more than you think, but feel, see,
1: hear, and know.